do this computer. Okay, we're going. All right. Welcome, listeners, to episode eight of That's Not What Andrea Told Me. Today, we are going to cover a weird habit that we have. No, wait. Stop. Okay. You need to say welcome. I'm Casey. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll, and then I'll do this. <laughs> Okay. Two. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to episode eight of That's Not What Andrea Told Me. I'm Casey. And I'm Andrea. And today we are talking weird habits that we have. We don't have it pulled up, but we think that this may be the last of my friend Drew's suggestions that he sent us upon listening to our very first episode. So we have slowly but surely rolled these out, which has been fun. There is one other one that he wanted us to do, which was something like... I can't believe I didn't die moments. That's what it was. I can't believe I didn't die moments. And we have discussed that a multitude of times. But as we have mentioned, both of our grandmothers listen to this podcast. Our parents listen to this podcast. And as far as I'm concerned, most of my I can't believe I didn't die moments are not suitable for parent and grandparent ears. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) And we also don't have very many. That's true. It's a particularly interesting episode. I mean, but the the few that I do have are pretty funny. (laughs) Well, don't tease it because we're not talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. So weird habits. So kick us off, Casey. What's your weirdest habit? Okay. Well, I'm also going to start off by saying in a very un, that's not what Andrea told me fashion. I actually researched some things prior to this episode, because when I think about a habit, I also think about things that you do like either uh, unconsciously or compulsively. So I did some research into tick disorders and into OCD, yeah. which I'll, I'll weave in as we okay. go. So my weird habit is something I have done my entire life. Uh, luckily, I don't do the whole thing anymore. But starting when I was a wee child, I rolled my hair and sucked my thumb. So I finally got broken of sucking my thumb. Phew. <laughs> it took a long time. It took until I learned about germs. Really? Is that yeah. right? That's what finally convinced me. I didn't know that. Yep. But I still rolled my hair. And I, so you actually, if you've ever met me in person, if you look to the back left side of my head, there is a part of my hair that is always shorter than the rest <laughs> because I twirl it so aggressively, I break the hair. Yeah. And so every time, anytime I've ever gone to a new stylist, they're like, what is happening here? I'm like, oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> Cut around. Uh, yeah. And I had a teacher in college actually tell me that at first it really bothered her because she felt like I just was zoning out. And then she was like, but I, she was like, but you always would engage. She was like, I eventually realized that you, you are, you're focusing better yeah. when you're like fidgeting. And cause I also mess with my split ends. Yeah. I think that was particularly <laughs> annoying. And she was like, so when, once I realized that you weren't just like not paying attention, that this actually helped you to pay attention, it didn't bother me anymore. And that was really the first time I became aware of how much I do it and how yeah. unconsciously I do it. That's interesting. As I as you were saying that, I was thinking, okay, so as a college professor, would I be bothered by somebody messing with their hair? And, you know, I think because it was it was such a different time those days of your yeah. That I'm so more bothered by phone usage in my classroom that yeah. I don't think hair, I think hair trolling would be like, oh, thank God they don't have their phone in their hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Am I right that you were thinking that Stia might have? Yeah. Um, and that is something that came up in my research on this, <laughs> is that they are often genetic and males are generally more likely to get them. But yeah, when, when Thea was born, she would always reach her left hand back and grab at her hair. Uh, she didn't have very much of it, though. Right. Uh, but Reese does it, too. But he, like, grabs his hair and, like, yanks on it. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't, like, pull it out or anything. He's just, like, mess with it. Yeah. There's too uh, much to pull it out. <laughs> if, even if he pulled that, you wouldn't notice. So tell us what the definition of a tick is. Yes, please allow me to. This is from the CDC website, so probably legit. So there are three primary types. Tourette syndrome is a type of tick. Okay. Then there's persistent motor or vocal ticks and provisional ticks. Okay. Based on what the CDC says. If you're a doctor and this is wrong, I apologize, but take it up with the CDC. That's right. So I would classify what I'm talking about as a persistent motor tick. Okay. Meaning I've had it, I do it every day. I've had it my whole life because so, a tick has to start before you're 18 years of age. And it's, so it's something that you do repetitively. Okay. That's pretty much it. That's, that's the highlight. What's, a, what's the provisional tick? So the only difference seems to be that, uh, so a persistent tick is, it occurs many times a day, nearly every day, or on and off throughout a period of more than a year. And the provisional tick doesn't have that caveat. It just says, has been, has been present for no longer than 12 months in a row. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, one's like always, the other one just like popped up. I don't know, so, I guess. Yeah, or maybe like in response to like a trauma or something. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And it did say that, that there is a sudden onset that can happen. And apparently that can happen in children after they've had a strep throat or scarlet fever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is scarlet fever still a thing children can get? Yes, because they thought we had it not That's too right. long ago. That's right. Yeah. yeah it's I just, thought it's we, basically just a rash. Right. I thought we had eradicated it with polio and the likes, which yeah. actually isn't eradicated anymore. Cause... Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I don't know of anyone else in our family who has done this. Yeah. But Mindy, our hairdresser, mm -hmm. uh, has told me she's seen this before. Oh. That she has other people who have this like weird tiny section of hair because they mess with it. Interesting. And for me, it's definitely also a little bit stress related. Yeah. Uh, because when I'm, I think I actually texted you one time. I was very, very stressed. I don't remember what was going on. But I realized that I was twirling both sides of my <laughs> hair. And I had both hands <laughs> in my hair twirling. And I was like, I've got to stop. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Because I I will like pull my hair out. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was on a <laughs> like I gotta take a chill pill. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's yours. So mine, and you know, it's funny. I don't remember always doing this. I mean, I, I remember doing it for a long time, but unlike you, I don't remember. Well, and maybe maybe you remember from this start your hair twirling starting from such a young age because we always talk about you sucking your thumb and twirling your hair. Yeah. And I don't know that anybody's ever corrected me on this in terms of like, stop doing that. But I have a tendency to rub my thumb and middle finger together a lot, like constantly. And actually, as Casey was talking, I noticed I was doing it. Yeah, I and, can see you doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually, before we started recording, we were debating if I do it with my thumb and middle finger or thumb and forefinger. And I noticed I do it with both. And I'll actually kind of work through my fingers. Okay. Um, it kind of depends. But I also think I primarily do it on my right hand because I think usually my left hand is 
writing or something or, you know, using my mouse or whatever, but I do, I will do it on both hands. And it's just the thing I do very absentmindedly. I don't think it's stress related. Obviously I'm not super stressed right this second, but I was sitting here doing it while you were talking. It's just Mm -hmm. like a, I don't know, a calming thing. Maybe I'm not real sure. Yeah. But I'm actually doing it too, but I do it differently. It's like, I'm almost like getting your nails with my cuticle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Assessing their level of disgustingness. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Mine is my actual tips of my finger. Okay. That I'm I'm messing with, yeah. I, although I guess I go about mid finger, you know, kind of depends. But I will notice myself doing it when I'm any basically anytime I'm kind of sitting still or like listening to someone talk or, you know, I don't know maybe if someone's talking with me. But yeah, yeah. So I have no idea. So I will be curious, and and I'm sure we will hear from both Kalita and Keith as to <laughs> whether that's something I've always done or if they've even I. I feel like they've noticed it. I don't know. I would be shocked if they hadn't. I know. But yeah, so that that's my kind of main like thing or relatively tick related item yeah. that I have. I can't think of another one. I don't really yeah. mess with my hair. I flip it when my hair's down. I will oh, get yeah. a lot. But I think that's pretty normal for people with longish hair. And, I don't yeah. Know, you just mess with it. Get it out of your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess just generally, I'm just like a picker. Like I'll, I pick yeah. up my nails, I bite my lip, yeah. I mess with my hair. Yeah. You know, actually, that's funny that you say that. That made me think of another one. You know, I have a permanent bottom retainer mm-hmm. that I have had on my teeth since I was in the sixth grade, I believe. I think I got my braces on in fifth and off in sixth. So in sixth grade, you're what, 12-ish? Mm-hmm. So I'm about to turn 40. So years yeah <laughs> is that 28 years yeah oh I don't know you want me to do that man hold on I think that's right well, I, yeah I have a computer for <laughs> I think that's 28 years is how long I've had 27 years okay so I've had a bottom retainer for a very long time I mess with it like crazy which I don't think would be anything anybody would notice because no I've never noticed back. yeah I run my tongue along particularly the right hand side oh. uh, and I kind of push my tongue up through the through yeah. the side a little bit yeah <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah so I do that a lot but yeah I I'm not a picker we were talking about this so with respect to our nails mm-hmm. so neither of us can stand when our nail polish chips but we have very different reactions <laughs> uh what do you do the second it starts to tip or peel I will like pull it off and I don't intend to I will yeah. be like I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna mess with it but the second a part of it chips up, I peel the rest of it off. And then it's just like a cascading effect. <laughs> Stick it off every single finger. It doesn't matter if I'm ripping my nails apart, oh you know, especially when you have black or something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, there is nothing that will stand in the way of you picking your polish off. Shellac, shellac, dip. Or could you get the no, dip off? Uh, no, I didn't try, though. Oh, okay. it's like, that was so hard. I couldn't even bite it. Yeah. Well, good. So that's your answer. Yeah. So um, you, bite my nails and destroy them oh yeah that's interesting because I was about to say I don't think either of us are nail biters but you are well I was for a really long time Grammy used to get on to me all the time for it yeah. and so for years I had it under control but it usually goes back to stress when I'm uh, feeling stressed or overwhelmed yeah I will just go crazy on my nails interesting I am not now nor do I think I've ever been a nail biter 
I'll do it if one snags or something, but I, yeah. I don't have like a chronic thing, but uh, right. So I also can't stand when my nail polish chips, but if it's regular polish, I just take it off immediately. No matter mm -hmm. if I like put it on the day before, I just cannot stand to have a chip. But I also, I can't stand the picking. It like gives me the heebie-jeebies. But if it's, if I have on shellac or dip, I will, I will go out of my way to go to the nail salon and get it fixed. Yeah. Because I just can't. Not too long ago, I had gotten dips on my hand, on my fingers, on my hands, on my fingers. Yeah. And I went to open my Jeep door and somehow I just snagged my middle finger just right that I pulled off a chunk. And that if, if any of our listeners get dip, I mean, it's thick. Yeah. And I could not believe that I did that. So they had to take it off and redo it. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. So those are a couple that I guess we have like a little bit in common or a little bit of mm -hmm. overlap. But another one we wanted to talk about was cleaning in various regards. So how do you find your cleaning to fall under the category of a weird <laughs> habit? Because it is. So this is a little, another part of my research. So I looked up the real meaning of OCD. Cause like, obviously we throw that around, right? Like yeah. I'm so OCD about this. Right. But so I looked up like, what does it actually mean to be obsessive compulsive about something? Mm -hmm. And that's when I learned you can be either. You don't have to be obsessive and compulsive. You could just be obsessive or just compulsive. Okay. But so generally obsessive compulsive disorder, this is per the Mayo Clinic website, okay. features a pattern of unwanted thoughts and fears that lead you to do repetitive behaviors, compulsions, these obsessions and compulsions interfere with daily activities and cause significant distress. You may try to ignore or stop your obsessions, but that only increases your distress and anxiety. Ultimately, you feel driven to perform compulsive acts to try and ease your stress. Despite the efforts to ignore it or get rid of bothersome thoughts or urges, you keep coming back. Huh. So for me, having a messy home, or, and, and that doesn't even just have to be my home. Yeah. I wouldn't say this happens often, but I have one example I can give. Yeah. But I, I feel the, or like I have to fix it. I have to mm -hmm. tidy up. I have to clean, specifically tidying. Mm -hmm. Like I don't necessarily feel the urge to like mop the floor. Mm -hmm. But I remember, this will tie in to what we'll talk about later. But mm -hmm. one time I was staying with uh, our uncle Kevin, our dad's brother. Mm -hmm. uh, we were all out there. And he knew somebody and she had a daughter who was about my age and I was going to go spend the night at her house. I had okay. asked to do that, but they had a very distressingly dirty house. Okay. And so dirty, I couldn't sleep. Oh. So I just started cleaning. I was wow. like holding clothes and like tidying. If, it, if this had been the days of cell phones, I would have just had dad come get me. Wow. Um, because like the house was just like super dirty. There were like roaches everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know if that is the, the dawn of my problems or just something I remember very vividly. And you know, I don't remember anything. I have a yeah. memory. I don't, and I don't remember ever hearing that story. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. I also think that the mom got annoyed with me mm. about it. I mean, I can see that. Sure. Yeah. But honestly, at that point, I feel like you just don't care. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I hate messes which we'll talk about a little bit more about that in a minute um, so how has having three kids helped your desire to have a clean house yes it's funny because obviously I have to let some things go but it's yeah. really hard and I have found myself sometimes being like you know better and then I'm like oh wait you probably don't because yeah. you've literally only been alive for like a few years yeah or whatever there. and it also doesn't help that 
you have a slob of a husband. I can say that because he doesn't listen. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But he just like, he just doesn't care. And we've, we've had this conversation, you know, when Leith was first born and I was there like, because I, I know this about you. I know that an organized house, a clean house is very important to you. And over time that has become an important thing for me as well, but not always. And so I remember when Leith was very first born and I was there to help, I, I just remember thinking, okay, my role here is to keep things clean and organized and keep Casey's space in a, a way that will make her happy so that the like <laughs> lack of sleep and, you know, yeah. problems breastfeeding and all of that stuff won't, you know, this won't be one of those considerations. Yeah. And so then I think it was when you were pregnant with Thea that I, t- it was either you were pregnant with Thea or you'd had Thea. And I was talking to Russell and I was like, you need to like, you're going to need to do some of this. Like bottles have to be washed. You have to clean up after dinner. And he was like, it doesn't matter. And I was like, well, it matters to Casey. And he's like, but it doesn't matter. It's just going to get dirty again. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. But, mm-hmm. but your wife is stressed. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I mean, here we are two, well, Thea's about to be two. So two years yeah. later, at least from the outset of this conversation and couldn't yeah. give less of an F. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, he does have this very deep rooted opinion that if something is going to get dirty again, then you don't have to clean it. And I don't, I don't understand. That Do you remember there was one specific time that you called me or texted me about this was when Leap was a baby and he had eaten pasta with red sauce yep. and there was red pasta sauce all over your white granite countertop or maybe I don't think it's granite, but whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even his high chair. And it was, it was gross. It was like getting hard and nasty. And you were like, Russell, clean this up. And he's like, he's just going to eat there tomorrow. (laughs) So you want him to eat on top of what will by that point be like rotten tomato sauce. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Do you remember when, so he uses these plastic toothpicks and he leaves them everywhere. Everywhere. It's always annoyed me. So one time I started collecting them and I would stick them under the sheet on his side of the bed <laughs> until there were like, I don't know, at least seven. Yeah. And he just got in bed <laughs> and slept on toothpicks. Couldn't even care. No, I didn't notice. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm glad it didn't work. Yeah. I feel like on the very rare occasion that he will drive my car. I will end up with a toothpick in my car. Mm-hmm. And I usually Snapchat it and say, GD Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting, I think. And I think we may have t- talked about this a little bit on the podcast because I have not always been an organized Betty. And I don't know exactly when the change came. I, I think it actually might've been when I moved out on my own for the first time. And it's just nice when stuff is picked up. And so over time... I have become an everything has its place person and everything has its purpose person. And, you know, one of the things, because I've, you know, we've talked about this, I've been single the bulk of my adulthood. I lived alone a lot of my adulthood with, you know, varying roommates. And the first roommate that I had 
it was a guy named Eric, which I think we've talked about. And I'll never forget. So the way I organize my coffee cups is, and I did this in Houston and I do it here, is I have my to-go coffee cups. So the coffee cups and then my cups that I, I use for tea, they are not specially made for tea consumption. They are just the cups that I think are best for drinking tea out of and then the coffee cups above. And when Eric first moved in and he didn't drink, coffee and then he started and the first time I saw him drinking coffee out of a teacup I was like oh my god this is the wrong <laughs> cup what are we doing it's the wrong cup and like I was really agitated about it and I was like uh-oh I'm becoming a crazy single lady that like don't touch anything or get anything out of its place yeah and I was like, I got to let the cup thing go. But it, what's so funny is like, I've, I've talked about it publicly. I've shared that with friends as, you know, as an interesting factoid. Yeah. And, and like growth process for me because I still do it. Like I still have cups that I like to drink tea out of. And when someone chooses to drink their coffee out of it, I'm it, like, it just inside for a minute. I'm like, it's the wrong cup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So anyways, I, over time, have, have very much become a, a put things in its place kind of a person. And, you know, my friends here in Montevallo will tease me a lot because they're like, your house is always spotless. And because I'll be like, oh, people can come over, but I need to clean first. And they're like, but your house is clean. I'm like, my house is picked up. It's not clean. And I feel like that's something that gets a little bit lost in the, you know? Yeah. So yeah, my house may be, you know, but there's dust and spider webs and dog hair and, <laughs> you know, well, that's but my yeah, fault. I actually did something with you. No, that's okay. <laughs> I actually found myself this weekend. I was picking up a little bit. And while I was gone, Jesse, my current roommate had put somebody gave him or he purchased some loose leaf tea. I think somebody must have given it to him because he doesn't know what to do with it. And it was sitting on the old ice box that I have in the kitchen where my mail goes there, my watering can and the dog treats are there. And this bag of tea was just sitting there. And finally, after a while, I was like, is that mine? And he's like, oh, no, it's mine. I don't know where it's going to go. And then two weeks pass. And so, yeah, about a day ago, I was like, this is going where the rest of our tea and coffee is because I can't stand it being here. It does not work. <laughs> it, it's. It's becoming kind of a, a thing because I just feel like we have a lot of stuff and yeah. there's that my office in my house has become a drop zone for a lot of things and it's stressing me out a little bit. Yeah, but, I get that. Yeah. Because we're currently living in what our mom called the tiny house. Right. And it is a perfectly reasonable sized house, but it's three floors. There's like not, Russell and I don't have like good designated office spaces. Like where I'm working, it's just like, yeah, there's stuff stuff everywhere mm -hmm. I finally got a little crazy last week and organized and stuff just like pick stuff up yeah it was actually really funny because Hannah who has been taking care of wreaths all summer was like you also just get something like where you put your papers <laughs> like yes yes we should you are correct but it's one of those things so like okay this will all be fine when we're in the new house because there will be a place for everything right, right now there's like there's no there's no place for all these things right so yeah, I can, I can see how that would be a lot. <laughs> yeah. But as we've alluded to, I was not always that way. And in fact, when I was a teenager, I prided myself on my chaotic disaster of a room. <laughs> Which, as I just talked about, stressed me out. So I would wait until Andrea wasn't home and I would sneak into her room and clean it. Yep. I, I do think. 
I thought that I was sneaky. Like, I think I tried to do it in such a way because it was closed. It was just closed. You had clothes everywhere. And so I would try and sort what was clean and dirty and then hang up what was clean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then leave what was dirty. Like, you wouldn't notice. Right. (laughs) And then I think you'd always yell at me, like, you're in my room. (laughs) I will say a rule that I love and cherish from our mother was your room can be as dirty as you want or whatever. Like you do whatever you want in your room. So long as there's a path to the bed so that she mm-hmm. can say goodnight. But common spaces needed to be picked up. And I still really abide by that. And that is mm-hmm. that is something I have shared with the the three roommates I've had over my adult life. And I feel like any strife that I had with roommates like in college and stuff, you know, that was one of the things that like, you know, and so oftentimes, like when I got home from my seven week adventure in Texas, I had clothes all over the chair that is in my room, but that's my room, you know, and I eventually got to it, but you would never have known that there were just, you know, piles of clothes in my bedroom because all of our common spaces were picked up and cleaned. Yeah. And so I just think that that was a really valuable lesson, particularly when like living with people that you, Mm -hmm. you know, just, I feel like it makes you less of an asshole. Yeah, agree. Which is why I don't like that college dorms are moving more and more to single occupancy, like suite kind of living where everybody has a room and you share a common space. Because I really feel like sharing a space and sharing bathrooms and all that, it makes you less of an asshole. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you're right. It didn't work for Russell. Yeah. (laughs) Or my very first college roommate. Yeah, true. So while we were talking about that, I thought of another weird habit I have. Oh, yeah. Did you know that I feel really compelled to get my car washed every time I'm taking a road trip? I did. I cannot stand to go on a road trip in a dirty car. That's so funny. (laughs) Why I think that's funny is because I abide by the it's going to get dirty again rule that Russell uses for all of his spaces in my car. He volunteered to go get it washed because the dealership will wash it last week. And I said, there's no point. We're going to go back to the ranch. It's going to get dirty again. I can't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, that would not have been me. I'd be like, yep, take it. Thank you. Now, I don't think about that for the inside. I mean, I mean the outside. Yeah. I know you go and you clean the whole thing. Like you get it washed and then you will vacuum it and arm roll and all that Mm, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So in Alabama, well, at least in my area, I have not found a car wash like they are in Texas. Like, so I, we had them in, in Houston and there's one in San Antonio we really like where you roll up, you tell them which package you want, mm-hmm. and then they wash and do all your stuff, right? And then you drive off. I have not found that. Yeah. But what, what we do have is sit in your car, pay, you know, seven, ten, fifteen dollars $15. You ride through the thingy. And then you pull up to vacuums and carts with microfiber cloths. And then I bring my own stuff. So, and then I vacuum everything. I take the rugs out. They have these really cool machines where you can put your rugs through. So like my Subaru was a plastic mat. So you would, you would, it would use water on your plastic mats. But then if you have a carpeted mat, like my Jeep has, then you just, you turn off the water and you can run them through and it cleans your mats. Wonderful. That's not nice. Yeah. Wonderful. So yeah, I I, I do that. Anytime I'm going on a road trip, I do that. But what I do like is twice a year when I drive to Texas, I take my car to the car wash we like in San Antonio and I get it like detailed, basically. Yeah. 
but but lots of people tease me about that i mean it doesn't it doesn't matter like how short it's if it's a 10 hour trip to texas or a two hour trip to atlanta i will go get my car washed before being in it for a decent amount of time (laughs) yeah so just related to the cleaning thing yeah like i was pondering that because i was thinking is that something i would do if i had the time to do it but i don't i don't think it is i I don't know a lot of people who who do that and but but I have also, but I think this is stems out of the like need for things to be in its place. I'm the sort of person that like, let's say I run through fast food and I finish my drink before I get home or something, right? That cup is going to come out with me and go to the trash. Like I never leave trash in my car. Mm-hmm. And I have several friends that like, I'll get in their car and there's, there's mail and empty LaCroix and Taco Bell bags and I'm like, well, why didn't you just take this out? And and they know, and they're all conscious of it. They'll be like, I'm sorry, Andrea, my car's dirty. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I am really just like, like, you're parked next to the dumpster at work. Why didn't you just dump all this out? <laughs> yeah, maybe they are going to recycle it. You are correct. You can also bring uh, recycling into the building. <laughs> now, what I care about before I go on a trip is cleaning the house. Like the trash needs to go out. Yep. Everything needs to be put away. It's like coming home to a dirty house is important. I agree. I agree. That is, that is one of my favorite things. This was actually funny. So do you remember Ramona was a teeny tiny baby? So this would have been 2017, right? And I had gone to Texas for my annual, you know, month or so in the summer. And before I left, I deep cleaned the house. And while I was gone, Susan and Arthur had gone on a trip. And they came home and their AC was out. And this was June or July in you know, central Alabama. And so they called and said, can we come stay at your house? I said, absolutely. I'm not there. I'll be back in a week or so. And once I got back, they were like, I can't believe this is what your house looks like before you leave for vacation. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, because I don't want to come home to a dirty house. Mm-hmm. And if somebody needs my space, it's ready for them. Yeah. So, yeah, that was funny. Well, all right. That's about all I have. Yeah, it's about all I have too. But one of the things we are curious about from our listeners, because we know there are a lot of people who listen, who are close to us and have known us for a long time, is are there things that we do that you notice that you would like us to become aware of? (laughs) (laughs) Might be a tough ask, but we're curious if you think we have habits. Yep. <laughs> the we have that we don't know we have. That's right. <laughs> that we think is just charming. <laughs> well, all right, little bit. I'm happy that you turned me into a cleaning fiend. Yeah, I'll just continue to clean up after you. <laughs> all right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.